Our Old Testament reading for this Ash Wednesday is from the second chapter of Joel. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make your reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth and sixth chapters of Second Corinthians. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying, and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, Sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, 
in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you. From God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. We start today with ashes, and we hear the words, remember that you are dust. We start today with ashes, and we hear the words, and to dust you shall return. We start today with ashes. We humans were originally taken from ashes, from dust in the first Adam. And one day we will return to dust. If there's one way to set the tone for an entire season in the church year, I think Lent may win hands down. We don't just talk about ashes in some abstract way. We have them literally put on our foreheads. And sometimes you need a physical reminder literally right in front of your face to remember who you are. And Ash Wednesday does that very well, doesn't it? We start this entire 40-day season of Lent in this church here talking about death, reminding ourselves we were taken from ash and we will return to ash at the time of death. In fact, Ash Wednesday reminds us that we really are nothing more than ash, a pile of walking, talking ash. You ever think about that? We are basically a pile of living ash, alive for a few years in this world, and then we will return. Turn back to ash. 
kind of robs us of any sense of greatness we may have in ourselves, doesn't it? If we have any lofty pride in ourselves, well, contemplating that we're basically a pile of ash kind of takes away any lofty view we may have of ourselves. The cold, hard reality of life and death is this. We were taken from dust. And because of the fall into sin, we will return to dust. That's the honest truth. A painfully honest truth. But far from being the start of some morbid season in which we walk around beating ourselves for our sins, the season of Lent is actually a season of hope, a season of faith, a season in which we are to look to our Lord Jesus Christ more and more. Today the Gospel of Matthew said this, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What if I told you these ashes on your forehead are actually placed on your head to provide you hope, to guide your thoughts toward heaven and Christ and not this world. Listen again to what Matthew said. He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. All of the treasures of this earth turn to ash. They all fall apart one day. They're just like the ashes on our forehead, and they will not stand the test of time. But heaven, the treasure you have in heaven, oh, that's forever. And all of your other heavenly treasures, all the treasures you've been given in Christ, oh, they do not turn to ash. They do not turn to dust. They're eternal. We start today with ashes to remember this world and everything in it will indeed pass away one day. But our heavenly home in Christ will not pass away. We start today with ashes to remember all the things of this world are just that. Things that really don't matter much. Things that rust. Things that can be stolen. Things that will all pass away. But our faith in Christ, that's everlasting. That's eternal. We start today with ashes to remember that even though our bodies will one day die, the new body Christ has prepared for you in him will rise and live forever, never to hurt again, never to rot again, never to turn to dust Ever again. Today you received a sign of the cross on your forehead in black ash and heard the words, Remember.
dust you are and to dust you shall return. And through this cross, we remember we will die. And we remember this world will die. But you also received a far greater cross on your forehead earlier in your life. And you were given a cross that wasn't made of ash. You were given a cross on your forehead made out of water. As that water was placed on your forehead, you heard the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Through that water in the shape of a cross, God declared you to be a new person. And you are now a temple of his Holy Spirit. You are now a child of the living God. Through that watery cross God placed on you, God made a pledge to you to give you a new life right now and a pledge that he will give you a new life forever. That's his promise. And God never goes back on his promises. Even though we will face death, and turn to dust at the end of our lives. That is not the end. God allowed his own son to be pierced for all the sins that we have committed in our lives, even going back to that sin we inherited from Adam. Jesus went through death and into a resurrection from the dead so that death will not keep its hold over you. Death cannot keep you in ash forever. It doesn't have that power. Because at the word of Jesus on the last day, death must and it will release you to live again. We start today with ashes. And this life will end in ashes. But our resurrection will be through Christ. And that future is already written on your foreheads in the shape of a small, watery cross in God's name. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.